Rev it up and welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 1,165. Whether you think you can or you think you can't, you're right. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. Hello, automotive enthusiasts. I'm revved up and so excited to introduce today's very special guest, Matthew Bannock. Hey, Matt, are you buckled up and ready for a fun ride? I'm definitely ready to go on this adventure. All right. Matthew Bannock is the Senior Director of Marketing for Gold Eagle Company, a business that was started by Armin Hirsch way back in 1932. Gold Eagle offers a complete line of protection for cars, boats, and much, much more. They offer a wide variety of products for engines, plus interior and exterior surface care products. And Matt's been with the company for seven years, working in many areas of the business. He has a passion for restoring cars, and over the years, he and his father have restored 11 cars, ranging from a 1953 Willys CJ3A to a Mercedes 280 SL. And Matt and I were introduced by another Matt at a company called Digital Third Coast, where they analyze 100,000 songs to discover a relationship between music and cars. And they found more than 13,000 artists and 72,000 songs that mention cars. Mercedes, by the way, being the most referenced. And you can find this report on the Gold Eagle website. I'll make sure I put a post to that or a link to that, I should say, on the website at Cars Yeah under Matt's show notes page. So Matt, I've told our listeners just a little bit about you and Gold Eagle. Would you take a moment and share a little more about your career and your passion for automobiles? Yeah, absolutely. Um, Gold Eagle's an awesome company. They're a family-run company. You kind of hit on that a little bit. We're in our third generation of family ownership, which is fun. We're kind of unique. We're in Chicago. We make all of our own products. So we have our office. We have all the lines that run stuff. And then we have a distribution center all right in Chicago. So it's kind of it's getting rarer to have that you know, as a family-run company. Me, as an automotive enthusiast, I kind of, kind of fell into working at Gold Eagle, which was great through industry contacts. Cars are my passion. I mean, you said I restored all those cars. It's my dad and I doing that together. Some I've done on my own. Some are collaborations. But we like to restore different things. So everything from Chrysler's to Mercedes, it's not one thing. It's just trying to get a little bit of different things. And I, I love going to events with a car that no one else has. So that makes it kind of fun for me. Gold Eagle, back to the Gold Eagle. The, uh, no one knows Gold Eagle, but they know our brands. Like stable, fuel stabilizer, that's probably one of our big ones. Heat gas and antifreeze, everyone in the uh, the Midwest, the North knows that one. And a new one, which you'll see at AutoZone in advance, which you talked about interior care and exterior care, is 303 Appearance Products, which is, if you ever watch TV, you watch Meekum Auto Auctions, they wipe down every car with our speed detailer and detail all the cars with our products. So pretty cool. We're in a lot of different markets, do a lot of different things. Absolutely. And you mentioned some of those brands, Stable. I've used that forever because up here in the Pacific Northwest, I have a generator because sometimes we lose power. And- I keep that in my generator. I have a collector cars. I've had many over the years, and I put put that in the fuel tank in the winter when I don't take my cars out as much. And that's what I found interesting about your company and the fact that you are a car guy is really a cool combination. And, you know, we're recording this show actually a few days before SEMA starts. I know it's appearing much later, but uh, you and I are getting ready to go and walk many aisles and meet many, many people at the amazing SEMA show. So I'm looking forward to meeting you at SEMA, Matt and learning a lot more about all these different brands. And I'll remind our listeners, you can find a link to Gold Eagle 
on Matt Shonos page on the Cars yeah website. Well, as we continue in your journey, I always like to start with a success quote or a mantra. This is some kind of saying that's been instrumental in forming your success in life and business. It's a nice way to get the inspirational tires turning here on Cars Yeah. So Matt, take the wheel. Yeah, this was, so I read the whole list ahead of time. I'm trying to think about one specific one. You know, when I was growing up, I'm, I was a car guy from the get-go. My dad is a car guy, so it's I've been around it my whole life. So growing up, the the people you look, looked up to or I looked up to were like Bob Lutz. I distinctly remember the him driving a Jeep Grand Cherokee up the the stairs of Cobo Hall through the glass. Like, like that, yeah. that meant something to me versus like a sporting event. So like history, like the ones you see, like you look up quotes. And one that I re- really remember from being younger and trying to post it on my AOL Instant Messenger when it was still the cool thing was uh, whether you think you can or you think you can't, you're right. And that's Henry Ford. Yeah, I love that one. And that's yeah, a, I love that one. I, I've, I've kind of used that throughout life through my different careers and different things. It's As long as you, you have that self-confidence, you can do something and you keep working towards it, you're probably going to achieve some variation of it along the way. Yeah, I love that quote. I, I've used it many times. I even used it for years as a salutation on my emails. Uh, and I know if you talk to my kids, they're all grown up successful adults now, but they'll roll their eyes because how many times they heard that come out of my mouth when they, when they were frustrated by trying to do something, whether in sports or school or, or you know, what, whatever it might be. I, I love it. It's so simple. It's so clean. And what's incredible about it is it's really, really true. Well, you talked about having this passion for cars since you were a little kid. And I tell you what's great about you, Matt, is the fact that you and your dad have restored so many very, very cool cars. But when you think back to when you were young, is there a pivotal moment when you knew that you were indeed, probably like your dad, going to be a car guy? I would say it's kind of tough. I mean, it's tough to pick out one pivotal moment. I mean, I have, I have younger brothers, but there's kind of a big gap between us. So there was, it was me and my dad doing a lot of different things. And you hear the stories about my dad trying to sneak out of the house to go work on the cars without me because I always wanted to go with. And <laughs> obviously, a two or a three-year-old is not the most helpful person. There is one funny story, and I, I feel like either I've heard the story enough that I remember it, or I do remember it. I don't know. But when I was about two years old, my dad had a uh, 68 Imperial convertible, and that was restored, and we, he was working on something else. So he put me in the Imperial convertible sitting in the driveway so he could work on things. And as I'm playing the car, pretending to drive, it, it doesn't have an interlock on the shifter. So I was able, uh, oh. apparently able to put it in the neutral and start rolling down the driveway. And the story is that I'm like yelling, daddy, daddy, but pretending like I'm driving as I roll down the driveway across oh, the no. into the neighbor's yard. Oh, my God. You know, I'll tell you something, Matt. You're telling me this story and I'm going, wait a minute. Have I interviewed Matt before? Because I've heard this story before. And I'm trying to remember back. It's a little hard for me after 1,165 guests to remember which guests shared this story. But I have heard the same story from somebody yeah. else. So, yeah. Oh, that's scary. That's scary. Man, your dad must have been totally freaking out. I, I mean, luckily, we live in the suburbs and it's not super busy on the streets. But I, yeah. I guess there's some reason they have airlocks on shifters now. So, that's- uh, yeah. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah, exactly. I mean. Same thing I've heard, I think, with Volkswagen Beetles. People just, uh, you know, don't pull the, the brake lever up and just put it in gear and leave the car parked. And a little kid gets in there and all of a sudden he's flying down the street, steering the car. So, oh, my goodness, that's a scary one. Well, it's a great story. It makes for a wonderful story over time, that's for sure. It's something you remember. I don't know if that's a pivotal moment, but it's it's probably one of my favorite stories to tell people because it's like, 
okay, you've been doing that that long. I mean, that's, or been around cars that long. It kind of gives them perspective on the, uh, I don't know if it's good or bad, but how engaged or how engaged I am with cars. Yeah, absolutely. I think the only better story is from a recent guest where he said, I was uh, at Sebring with my parents watching a race, but I was in my mother's womb. But I can still remember (laughs) hearing the sounds coming through the wall. So, oh, that's fun. Well, let's take a look at some of the roads you've driven down and talk about a big challenge or a big failure you may have faced. I love these stories because... They are teaching lessons for us if you look at them that way, which they should be looked at in a positive way. Maybe not so much fun when you're experiencing them, though. So kind of walk us through one of those, if you will, and tell us what you gleaned from that as you moved forward in your life and your business and your career. Yeah, I mean, this, again, this is thinking about this ahead of time. They're they're always kind of tough. I mean, luckily with Gold Eagle and all the things that we've been doing, we have these great brands that people trust. So it's kind of like you have a little bit of leeway where you don't hit these huge hurdles. but when I was coming out of college, I was coming out kind of at the uh, right as the recession was really hitting. So coming out of college doing that, I I started out in construction management and went to just normal management in between there. And I ended up in the construction field doing some um, kind of high-rise window construction. And the way, like we're outside Chicago, the way they look at like success of construction is how many cranes are going down there. Well, there were no cranes going. So it was super competitive market trying to scratch for everything and people were buying everything based on at least most of the market where the people were doing things were buying based on the best price which is kind of hard to beat in some cases so living in a world where you're working for a small contractor and i mean you're dependent what you sell so i was the project manager and the salesperson and kind of doing a lot of jack of all trades things there's all these construction workers, and then there's all these people in the office who are somewhat dependent on what I could sell or figure out. So it's coming out of college, it was pretty tough. It was something I had some experience in. So what I found was we worked with a company called Criddle Steel Windows. And they are very, very high-end steel windows that are made in outside London. They're handmade, they're hot dip galvanized, they're steel, and they're beautiful. Like if you look at uh architectural digest and you see these very thin sight light windows that's that's critical steel windows typically my thing was i learned was i can't compete with everyone on price but i can compete on service and i can compete on these these special specialty projects so i really spent my time focusing on that and luckily there was still enough activity in that higher end market with especially things like universities and people who are working on historical guidelines kind of tiny history you have to hit all these special parameters to stay within um historical historical society uh guidelines Rule, rules and regulations yeah. what i learned was i had to pivot i had to focus on something different i had to market myself differently and sell these things differently to get the right consumers in there and it worked i mean we kind of worked our way through it we got some really big projects we we learned a lot along the way some very high-end residential homes use them and it was the wins in those worlds were not that many, but typically when you get them, they're very intricate projects. They require a lot of detail, not all that different than restoring a car. So it was kind of a good tie-in for me, but it was fun and it was very challenging. And luckily out of that, while I was working there through some um, contacts that I had from my previous jobs that I worked in, in high school and through college, I met the uh, head of product engineering at Gold Eagle who brought me into there in the sales department. So it kind of Doing all that and learning sales from Windows got me a job at the sales department at Gold Eagle, which 
I've worked my way through many places there to end up in charge of marketing. So it's kind of full circle, but it was a lot of fun. Uh, It's an awesome story. And so many golden nuggets you dropped there. I'll throw out the word gold there from Gold Eagle, but gold gold nuggets. Um, I think were really brilliant because of that period of time was so challenging. And to be able to look for niches and these niche markets that you got into uh, were really brilliant because you talked to some of those. I mean, high-end homes. The recession didn't really hurt those folks. They're still doing, in fact, if anything, that was a great time to build if you had the money, because there's a lot of people that would be willing to work for peanuts, uh, even the good guys, because there just wasn't much work out there. Awesome story. Thanks for sharing that. Let's shift gears and, and talk about a big career aha moment. Maybe you tapped on a little bit there when you went from learning sales and windows to working in the automotive industry for Gold Eagle. Uh, is there a big aha moment in your career that really stands out you'd like to share? Um, you know, there's a few things that, I mean, that was an aha moment to say, focus on some of these niches, which we kind of do in the markets we're in now. I mean, fuel stabilizers are compared to the rest of the market is not huge, but I would say fuel stabilizers and the stable brand was one of my aha moments. We are a family run company and the second generation is still very involved. Uh, Bob Hirsch, who is the, the founder's son, he's 80, he's in his eighties. He comes to work like two to three days a week. And he's very passionate about the stable brand because we, we brought that brand in. We grew it to what it is today. I mean, we did a lot of different things with it. But it was it was always a fuel stabilizer. Like That's what it was. And we kind of came out with a couple other products for Marine, and we, we, but we really didn't do anything big. And when I took over marketing, I was like, you know, we, we need to do more with this because people trust this brand. We we pride ourselves on chemistry, whether it's fuel stabilizer or something else. We, we really spend a lot of time on our chemistry. So we decided as a team with me kind of pushing some of it to say, let's come out with some carbon choke cleaners and starting fluids and things that make sense for our consumers that are really good quality that they can have the same kind of brand experience with. And so far, it's been good. So now if you go to different stores, you'll see gold deal carbon choke cleaner and starting fluid and RV marine antifreeze. And we're looking at coming out with battery maintainers because people, when they're storing something, is like the evolution of people, like what they know and what they don't know. They want bundles and they want solution sets. So if someone's going to yeah. store their car, what do they need? Well, they need a battery maintainer. They need a they need a fuel stabilizer. They might need an oil or an oil additive. So try to make that easier for a consumer. So we're expanding that brand. And so far, it's been pretty successful. Oh, no doubt. Yeah, absolutely. I mentioned to you, I've been using Stable forever. Uh, especially since I moved up here 25 years ago to the Pacific Northwest, where in the wintertime, I don't really drive my collector cars that much because it rains a lot. Yeah. Uh, you, st- you store the lawnmower, the generator, all these things if you have a boat. Um, yeah. And I tell you, people that don't use it come spring, <laughs> they're very unhappy. <laughs> you know, and why won't this thing start? So, uh, well, let's have a little bit of fun because I know you and your dad have restored a wide. I was really surprised at the wide variety of marks that you guys have restored. What was your first really special car? And maybe share a memory you have about that vehicle. So I would say we did a lot of different things with cars. But the first one that I felt was like special to me was when I was about 12, uh, riding my bike around. We ride our bike to the pool. We ride bike different places. And I saw a 1971 Volkswagen Super Beetle with a cranked sunroof parked in someone's driveway. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I, I was like growing up, I watched the Herbie movies. I'm like, I like Volkswagens. I'm like, I think, so I like rang the person's doorbell. I talked to him about it. And then I got my dad over there and we ended up buying that. Wow. A 12 year old. That's cool. <laughs> so, I mean, it, it, 
it didn't run at the time. We're like, okay, we're going to drag this thing home. Well, the reason it didn't run, we, we pulled it home the whole three blocks from where we bought it to our house. And they said, we put a new battery in it. It won't start. Well, they hooked the battery up backwards. Oh, no. So my we gosh. reversed it and it started right up. And it was mostly just kind of a cosmetic restoration from there. So yeah. We went through and we did the seats and we repainted it. And we did all those other things. My dad and I did it together, but that was the, kind of the first credit from working on all these different things because I was saving forever. At 12 years old, I had money saved by a car. So I bought that one. We restored it together. We sold that and bought a couple other things to get me to my first car I drove, which was my 88 Mustang convertible, which I still have. But I would say that Beetle is probably the most like impactful one because it was the first car I bought. Yeah, that's cool. Well, Matt, you'll smile at this because the first car my son ever drove, and he was eight years old, was a VW Beetle, 1973 yep. model. So. And he ended up having that car later by a weird coincidence. And a friend of mine who lives here in Gig Harbor still drives it today. It's a beautiful old blue original paint. So great story. Well, how, how about seller's remorse? Is there a car you've let go? I assume you've sold lots of cars too, but is there one in particular you wish you had back? It's funny. I just I just sold a Jeep CJ7 at Meekum. So there's a Meekum auction going on in Chicago actually right now. I sold a Jeep there. And the reason I'm selling it is because I have two little two little girls. and they don't fit in it. Ah. So thinking back to cars I've had, one of the cars that we restored was a uh, 69 Cadillac convertible. And it was kind of a mishmash of parts because we bought this really, really beat up 69 Cadillac convertible. And somehow we lucked out and found a really, really nice 70 Coupe de Ville that had all the parts we needed for the convertible. But they're just different enough that people notice it's not quite right if they're a Cadillac person. So we had a yeah. 70 interior, a 70 front end with a 69, uh, 69 taillight. So at a normal cruise <laughs> night, everyone thought it was great. Then you see a Cadillac person, they walk around scratching their head trying to figure out what it actually is. Uh, <laughs> and my, my, my favorite thing was to tell people it was a, it was a late 69. A late, oh, okay, a little trickster so, there. <laughs> but I, not now, I'm like, that thing was huge. It had a big trunk, it had big seats. I'm like, that would be great to drive the kids around it. So I kind of wish I had that back right now. Yeah, no doubt. Well, you know, this is a wonderful segue to this next part of our talk, and that has to do with a um, a really cool project that Digital Coast did. And I know you guys have related to this because you can go to your website on Gold Eagle and you can see this report. Really, really neat deal. And it was a report that was done where they looked at all the songs that were written about cars. And I mentioned it in the intro there's a lot of them, but the reason it's a great segue, your story about the Cadillac, is, of course, that great song by Johnny Cash, One Piece at a Time. Are you familiar with that song? I'm familiar with the song. It's not, I, I don't, I couldn't sing it to you, but I'm familiar with it. Don't ask me to sing it, because you don't want to hear that. But I am familiar with it, and it has to do with a guy working at a plant, building a car, stealing one part at the time. But over the years, the car changes, but he's he has to build a car with all these different parts. So. I think you, after our talk here, you got to go back and listen to that song. But there's a couple other songs that come to mind. Mark Knopfler, The Car Was the One, a great song about a cobra. Um, the Beatles, Drive My Car. But there's so many of them. So if you think about this report, and I want to encourage people, I'll put a link to it on Matt Shono's page on the Golden Gold Eagle website. Uh, what did you learn about this report? I mean, the, enough that you guys, I kind of found it curious. Why is Gold Eagle putting this on their website? What, what's the connection here? I mean, we have it on our website because website traffic is pretty important. I mean, people come to your website to find information on your products, to find out educational things. So 
all those rankings are, are pretty important. But the reason we really have it on our website is we were kind of standing around the office the one day talking about it. And you think about some of the uh, mid-2000s rap songs that a lot of the people on our digital team grew up with and I grew up with. And we started having this discussion about, well, who do you think sings about cars more? Is it rap or is it country? Because those are the ones that kind of came to our mind outside yeah. of Vanilla Ice and singing about 5.0 Mustangs. We talked to Digital Third Coast about it, and they kind of built this out. So it's pretty interesting. I mean, it was interesting for us just as kind of a sidebar conversation, but we figured other people would find it interesting. And this day and age with content being king, we we thought it was pretty cool. Now, I think it's really cool. I'll tell you, a company I worked with 20-plus years, Griot's Garage, I designed the corporate headquarters that we built there. And it was a very cool car-related, car-essence place. And one of the things I did was I piped in music into the bathrooms and into the uh, gathering centers we had, and I created a playlist of car-related songs, and I was shocked how many that I found. I mean, I found a lot of them, and that's what intrigued me with what you're doing here, but just a little uh, stats here for the listeners. Lil Wayne, 370 songs that had a reference to cars in them. I'm not a Lil Wayne follower, really. He's probably a little bit... The age group is a little bit of a spread for me, but I thought, holy cow, that many. And the the list goes down on this report, um, all different genres, country, folk, hip-hop, pop. But uh, what's interesting to me, Matt, is a lot of these ones I'm looking at this report don't include the songs I found when I built my playlist, which was probably 10, 15, well, 10 years ago, I think, something like that. So, uh, yeah, very, very cool. I think it's a cool thing, and I'll make sure I put a link to it on the Gold Eagle, to the Gold Eagle website on Matt's show notes page. I think our listeners would really enjoy it. Well, I want you to share a little bit more about Gold Eagle here, too, because you mentioned in the beginning, nobody knows who Gold Eagle is. Well, I, I do, but I've worked in the car industry for a long time, so I know the name. But I think it's important to kind of share, because as I even went through your product list, I was surprised, oh my gosh, I knew they had a lot of products, but you guys have a lot of products. So, Without naming them all, because we don't have the time here, but we mentioned Staybill, and you mentioned uh, a couple others. Maybe you can share a little bit more of some of those big brand names that people will go, oh, yeah, I know who that is. Yeah, I, mean, I absolutely can do that. Stable, everyone, I hope everyone knows. We like to think everyone knows it, but there's always more education on that one. 303 Appearance Products, that's a brand that we uh, brought on board with us <clears throat> probably in 2012 is when we brought that brand on with us, and they've been around since 1980. And they're really big in the marine market. The protectants are for like your boat seats. It's like the strongest UV protection you're going to find. We also have a really cool fabric guard for uh, sunbrella fabric. So bimini tops and convertible tops and stuff like that. It restores water repellency. Um, but we are the uh, title sponsor of Mecham Auctions. So we use that at all the Mecham Auctions. And they wipe down the cars with it. So it's a kind of a premium line of appearance products. Uh, heat gasoline antifreeze is a big one in the north. And then... You start getting into like a little bit smaller brands, but ones that have been around for a long time, like Alumis Seal and uh, No Leak, which are more like stop leaks in your radiator and your transmission and your engine oil. Yeah, again, as I go through your website, I mean, you've got cleaning products, fabric care, fuel treatments, leather treatments, UV protection, accessories, automotive, marine, home, diesel. I mean, there's just the variety is super huge. I mean, there's a lot of things here. So again, I'd encourage our Listeners out there to go to the Gold Eagle website and check all these brands out. And of course, there at the site, you can find out where to get your hands on all these great products. Well, here's a very introspective question for you, Matt. If you woke up tomorrow morning and you were a car parked in the garage, much to your 
your children, your young daughter's dismay. What happened to daddy? What kind of car would Matt be and why? Again, it's put a, put a lot of thought into this one just because I like lots of cars. Um, but the one that I picked out was a 04 Mercury Marauder. Oh, okay. So That's unique. I picked that one because, not because I'm a big guy, because everyone looks at those big cars, but more of, I'm not typically concerned about what other people think. I'm more concerned about what I'm going to do. And if you've ever driven an 04 Marauder, you know it's awesome. It's a 32-valve, 4.6. They're really fast. It's basically a Cobra motor and a big boat of a car that looks like a police car. It kind of surprises people a lot of time. It flies under the radar, but it, it's really a blast to drive. So that's kind of how I, I like I that. Very stealth. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> very, very cool. Well, Matt, up next is the last lap. Before we put the pedal to the metal, let's say thank you to today's Cars Yeah sponsors. Everyone who knows me knows I'm really picky when it comes to my cars and keeping them looking new. I'm a huge fan of Covercraft floor mats. I've protected my vehicle with their products for decades. Want to keep your vehicle's interior looking new? It's easy with Covercraft floor mats. They will protect your vehicle's factory carpets from daily abuse, weather, pets, children, weekend adventures, and those everyday spills. It's a fast, easy, and stylish way to keep your vehicle looking new. Covercraft floor mats come in a wide variety of styles, materials, and configurations, all designed for maximum protection. In addition to Premier Plush and Berber Custom Floor Mats, you'll also find cargo liners, canine cargo area liners, dash covers, and sunscreens. Enhance your vehicle's looks while protecting the factory finishes with easy-to-install and easy-to-clean floor mats. Covercraft is the right choice. Learn more today at Covercraft.com and tell them Mark at Cars Yeah sent you. That's Covercraft.com. What's every automotive enthusiast dream? To design and build that perfect garage. My friends at Metron Garage are a group of creative talents who've combined their passion for cars with their careers in architecture. Their service includes unique garage design and state-of-the-art fabrication. They will create the coolest custom garage for you and your vehicles. Metron Garage's system features fully engineered commercial-grade material and structural framing that's stronger than traditional construction. Their designs are pre-engineered to meet your building codes for fast, bolt-together construction. With over 25 years of experience, you'll see a 3D rendering to visualize your custom garage, and the final structure will fulfill all your storage needs. Contact Metron Garage today and begin realizing your dream garage. Go to metrongarage.com. That's metrongarage.com. Garage is built for discerning enthusiasts. Where it's not just a garage, it's where your dream garage comes true. Okay, Matt, we're back and we're entering the last lap. I'm going to fire off a series of questions and ask you to give our listeners some very quick blips of the throttle answers. So here we go. What's the best automotive advice you've ever received? Well, I don't know if it's the best, but it's the advice that kind of sticks with me. So I was really close with my grandfather growing up and he worked in the steel mills. So his advice always was and his direction always was never buy a foreign car. And that's what that's what he always communicated. And even though I've had Mercedes and Saabs and everything else, every time I go to buy something that's not a Ford, a Chevy, or a Chrysler, it just it clicks in my head. I'm like, oh, should I be doing that? <laughs> I can understand why. Would you share one of your personal habits you believe has contributed to your many successes over the years? I would say it kind of goes back to that Henry Ford quote. I think persistence and focus is like really important. Just really focusing on what you want to do and not giving up on that. Um, some people, I mean, you read articles online, they're called grit, but just 
keeping going and moving forward to get those things done if you feel like they're truly important. And if it doesn't work, pivot to make it work a different way. Yeah, great. How about a resource? There are lots of great resources for us these days. Is there one in particular you'd like to share? Uh, I'm going to be super selfish and say goldeal.com because we do offer all these different products for everything for a car. And we have a lot of blogs that are from how many cars are in a music or in a song to how to winterize your car, how to winterize your pressure washer, all those different things. So if you have something that's gas powered or you like take care of surface, like your patio furniture, we have an article on how to maintain it. Very cool. It is a great resource. Now, if I can arrange for you to have a drink with anyone in the automotive industry, living or deceased, who would that person be? I'm going to go with Bob Lutz. I he's, thought you'd say that. <laughs> he's, he's still living. And we, I actually had it a long, long time ago, right after he was out at Chrysler. And he was the CEO of Exide Batteries. He spoke at one of our Chrysler 300 Club meets. And it's it's really interesting to hear him talk. And I think, I mean, I've read all of his books, which I'm sure we'll get to at some point. But he's uh, definitely a car guy. Yeah. Oh, big time. Well. You segued into that next one. How about a book? Is there a book you'd like to reference for our listeners to read that you've enjoyed? I'm in product development. I mean, that's what I, it's part of marketing. I'm in charge of new product development. So all the stable and 303 items you come out that you see on the shelf, I have a hand in. And I really feel like it's important to keep that perspective of car people involved with it. I mean, some people, there's faceless brands out there that just put out things in a bottle and that's not us. Uh, so I I love the book, Bob Lutz book, Car Guys versus Bean Counters, because it really runs through some of the stuff that GM went through when they were coming out with cars that maybe didn't resonate with car people. I think it's an awesome book. And if you have any interest there, or if you like, even if you just like history of cars, they'll talk about how, how some of these cars came to market and how he felt it was wrong. So it's pretty interesting. Yeah, it's, it's great you referenced that book because uh, I, too, worked in that area for a long time developing a very full line of car care products on top of uh, all sorts of other automotive-related products. But uh, you're right. He was the consummate marketer, really, in the way he thought about things. So nice. Well, you can find links to all these resources, Cars Yeah listeners, on Matt's show notes page. Just go to CarsYow.com, type in Matthew Banach, B-A-N-A-C-H is his last name spelling, and you will find all these references there. All right, Matt, we're up to the checkered flag. And the last question, it can be a bit of a doozy. Today, I'm going to buy you any cool collector car on the planet, but here are the rules to this game. You can only have this one car in your garage. You have to drive it, no garage queens, and you can't sell it to buy a bunch of other cars with. So that little trick is off the table. What can I buy you? So that was a very, very tough question. I think I have a... uh a list going of over a hundred and something cars. No, <laughs> if, I, if this came up I mean, from the mostly from the fifties to the mid nineties is where I, I have an interest level, but I like old cars and I like cars that no one else has. So the one that I kind of went with was my dad and I have restored quite a few Chrysler three hundreds and they're rare to begin with. But the rarest one that I could think of that I thought was interesting was a 1960 300 F GT special convertible. So they made arguably two of those. So it's a 300 F, convertible with a Ponta Musan four-speed transmission. Wow. <laughs> you may, you're going to make it hard on me. That's going to be a hard car to find, I have a feeling. It's not hard to find because people know where the two are at. It's just... Oh, the two. Oh, oh, gosh. Here we go. You're not a cheap date today, Matt. That's for sure. The two. Yeah. And when there's hey, only two... <laughs> everyone can come back with a 69 Charger. There's a lot of those. I mean, if someone's going to buy me something, I have to drive it. I want something that no one else has. Yeah. Yeah. Very, very cool. Wow. That's a unique car. I'm going to have to go and do a little research on that car because I don't know a lot about those cars. I know the 300s and 
I've been around some of those. They're, they're spectacular cars. I mean, just glorious cars. But that one in particular, hmm, very interesting. It ties in with your checkered flags. I think those won the uh, Daytona Flying Mile in 1960. So awesome, great choice. Well, I will get to work now. If there's only <laughs> if there's if there's only two of these, um, that means there's only two color options. So which one do you want? I think it's white. I think the one of the main ones is white. So I don't color is not important. All right. Thanks for making it a little easier on me here. Well, Matt, you've taken us on a great ride today. I've really enjoyed getting to know you better. I want to thank you for sharing your automotive journey. Please give us a little parting piece of wisdom or guidance before you drive off into the sunset in that very rare 6300 FGT convertible. I mean, in business or kind of in anything, it's you just have to keep moving forward. I mean, you do different things. Sometimes you fail, sometimes you succeed, but you have to keep moving forward. You can't sit back. And I had a boss and when I was working in the construction industry it said, you know, one of the best things that I like about you or one of the things I like about you is you make a decision. Whether it's right or wrong, you make a decision because if you don't, if you wait, by waiting and not doing something, that is a decision. So just keep going, keep moving forward and learn from your mistakes, but don't stop. Great, great quotes and, and thoughts there. He who hesitates is lost comes to mind. Yeah. And shoulda, woulda, coulda, words of a loser comes to mind <laughs> as well. So nicely done, Matt. And what's the best way for our listeners to learn more about you and Gold Eagle? Well, on Gold Eagle, our website's pretty easy to navigate. You can search through different things. There's lots of articles on there that are written by me. Uh, there's some white papers written by myself or our chemist about different things. Uh, I'm on LinkedIn. You can follow me on LinkedIn or add me on LinkedIn. Or my email is mbannock at goldeagle.com. And I'm always, always available to talk about cars. Absolutely. Well, listeners, again, you can find links to everything that Matthew shared on his show notes page. Just type Matthew Bannock, B-A-N-A-C-H, into the search bar at carsyeah.com, and his page will pop right up. And I'm sure next time you're at your local auto parts store, Gold Eagle will stand out in your mind now. Uh, it is a big brand, and they have a huge offering. I would encourage you to check out all the great products. I have several of them in my garage right now, and as I've talked to you and learned more about you, I think there's going to be a few more. So uh, appreciate that. Matt, thanks for being so generous today with your time, your expertise, and for sharing your experiences with the Cars Yeah listeners. Until you and I talk again, I'll see you down the road. Well, thank you, Mark. I mean, I really appreciate you being on the show. It was a, it was a lot of fun. I had a great time, too. Thank you. You take care of your cars, but who takes care of your investments? Tune-ups aren't just for engines. Updating your financial plan is important, too. Your GPS may take you from A to B, but it won't help you on the road to financial freedom. For that, you need a good co-pilot and a very trusted advisor. Chris Kimball, CFP, is just the man for the job. He'll guide you down that road without driving you crazy. For over 25 years, Chris has helped people just like you and me with their financial planning and investments. With a master's degree in financial services, he is eminently qualified, and he's a car guy too. Learn more at chrisvkimball.com or call 866-ON-A-PLAN. Securities through Money Concepts Capital Corp. Member FINRA SIPC. CK Financial Services is not affiliated with Money Concepts Capital Corp. Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah. Drive on over to CarsYeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up, a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun, including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah.